0: And I want to dive in just a little bit into the story of Moses. I don't know if you guys all have your Bible or not, but I can always read some of it before we get into just the practical ways of going after your dreams. I'm going to just start in Exodus 2. It's verse 11. And I just want to stop here too. If you guys don't read your Bible, I totally want to encourage you to do it. I've been... I was off track for a little while. You know, I don't, I'm sure you guys go through this where you've read your Bible every morning and then you get into like a lull and you're trying to get back into it. Well, I've been back into it for a couple months now and it's changing my life and you need to get back into it. So chapter two, verse 11, it says, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Glancing this way and that and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Jumping forward to chapter 3, verse 7, it says, The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey and home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now, with that said, before I even continue, it's really interesting to see in the second chapter how Moses is so passionate and has this holy discontent with how Poorly, his people, the Hebrews, are being treated, so much so that he goes to the extent of murdering somebody, and he flees the land, and then he goes to Midian. This is what happens, and God appears to him in the bush, and and then he shows up to him years later and says, I'm sending you to go to Pharaoh and free your people. Now, you would think that Moses would be all over this because just a couple years ago, he killed a man for this, right? Right? you think that he's like, I'm totally on this, I've been waiting for this opportunity, this is my passion, this is my heart, but that's not what happens, right? Chapter 3, verse 11, Moses says to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Chapter 13, he says, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Then what do I tell them? He goes on, he says, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and and the Lord, and say that the Lord did not appear to you? Even further on, he says, Lord, I haven't been eloquent neither in the past or now. I'm slow of speech and tongue. And then he goes on to say, Oh, Lord, please send someone else to do it. This is so much like us, and this shows Moses' self-perception we'll have a passion, we'll have a dream, we'll have a goal. And then a little opportunity comes up and what do we do? I can tell you what I do. <laughs> I think who am I to do this? I can't do this. Why do I think that I can do this? One of my dreams, I would love to have like my own talk show or be famous or perform. I love performing. And so this is what goes through my mind. How selfish am I that I want people to like me and watch my stuff? you know, and who am I to think that I can do that? I'm not pretty enough, skinny enough, smart enough, and you go through this whole laundry list of why you're not good enough to do it and all the reasons why you shouldn't even try. When this whole time you've had this passion, you've prayed for it probably a million times, and in Moses's case, even murdered a man because he was so passionate about, now God's giving you this opportunity and saying, saying, I am on your side, I'm on your side, I'm here, and I'm sending you to go. And we're like, "Uh please send someone else. You know? So I want to even just show you what God says in response to that. His response is in um, Exodus 3, verse 12, if you guys are following. I'm jumping all over the place, though. Sorry if you're trying. (laughs) Um, God says, I will be with you. That's huge. How big is your God? Do you believe that he's with you? Because that will completely change the way you pursue things in your life. In verse uh, 14, he explains, I am who I am. And um, the way that's kind of translated in like study Bibles is that's supposed to show how faithful God is to us and how faithful his people should be to him because of his faithfulness to us. And then he even goes on to prove how powerful he is with signs and wonders. He says, like, hey, Moses, check this out. Put your hand in your cloak. He pulls it out, and it's full of leprosy. And he puts it back, and he comes back out, and he's healed it. And he says, throw down your staff, and it turns into a serpent. And come back, and it's done. You know, so God's over and over and over saying, look, I'm with you. Look at all I can do. I'm awesome. You should trust in this, and I'm telling you to go. And Moses is like, can you please send someone else? Right? Can you guys see how this kind of plays into our everyday lives? How our self-perception can totally disqualify us from the good things that God is trying to put in our lives, even in line with our dreams, passions, and abilities. And the next self-perception thing, well, the next perception is your perception of God. Because we like to limit him, or we don't have the faith almost to allow him to be a big God in our lives. And so for me, I'm just like, He wouldn't support me in this. The entertainment industry is so sinful, and I'll probably just fall once I get there. I'll turn into an alcoholic or something, you know? And he's protecting me from this, and you kind of go through all this justification of why God doesn't want you to do it either. When in fact, he gives you the desires of your heart, and then he gives you the desires of your heart. Do you see how that plays out? He makes you to be a unique individual, he makes you have certain talents, gifts, and abilities. And then he gives you certain desires to follow certain things in your life, minus, of course, sinful things. Um, And then he helps you achieve those. Um, The the next perception thing is just how you see the world. And um, in one of the talks that Eric did on just um, ambitions and stuff, he showed a couple of his favorite commercials. So I thought I would do the same thing. follow the same track. So, um, the first one we can do is Old Spice, if you would roll that for me. This is one of my favorites. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. But if he stopped using lady-scented body wash and switched to Old Spice, he could smell like he's me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on a boat with the man your man could smell like. What's in your hand? Back at me. I have it. It's an oyster with two tickets to that thing you love. Look again. The tickets are now diamonds. Anything is possible when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. I'm on a horse. And if you could just go ahead and play the mayhem for me too, that would be good. girl my bff becky texas says she's kissed johnny well, that's a problem because i like johnny Now yeah, i'm emotionally compromised and whoopsies i'm all omg becky's not even hot and if you've got cut rate insurance you could be paying for this yourself so get allstate you can save money and be better protected from mayhem like me dollar for dollar nobody protects you from mayhem like allstate so you may be wondering, like, what the heck does that have to do with anything? And for one, they really are my two favorite commercials of, like, all time right now. Minus one, that was a yellow page commercial that I couldn't find on there. But um, when I look at these, I, it, the metaphors that they use and stuff are actually really applicable to our lives and just the way we view things. So first, Old Spice guy, who's on a horse. <laughs> and... Um, you know, he does one thing, he switches from, like, uh, girly shower gel to Old Spice, and then out of that, he has a fistful of diamonds, and he's on a horse, and um, he has two tickets to The Great Thing You Love, and that's so like us. We think, okay, I'm, I want to go to college, or um, I want to become a doctor. Okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to enroll. Oh my gosh, I'm going to enroll. And then you enroll and you think, everything's just going to come into play and everything's going to be perfect and I don't have to do anything ever again. And you just expect the fistful of diamonds to come and then when they don't, you're like, God must not be in this. He's totally against the doctor idea. I'm going to go ahead and just work at Starbucks. Yep, good plan. Right? (laughs) So the mayhem commercial is the other way of showing how stuff comes up. And we always just want the insurance that nothing's going to really come up and ruin the plan. And if the plan gets ruined, we just want to pay like a couple extra dollars and have the insurance that it's just going to go away and it'll be fine. And I want to say with that in mind that God does work everything for the good, but he's never promised that it's going to be really easy. With all of my personal dream setting, what... And it's totally different than my husband's. I'll explain that to you because some of you guys will be more like him and more like me. But um, when I look at a goal and I think, this is totally what I want to do. This would be so much fun. I can't help but then compartmentalize all the things it's going to take for me to get to point B. And then all of a sudden, point B looks like a bunch of garbage because why would I want to do enrollment and then go to class and get my parking pass and then go to class and do all of the work and then learn? And that's just one semester. Then I got to go back and then I've got to plan all my groceries and all that stuff. So our lunches are the same and then just becomes totally overwhelming. And you take your focus not off of the goal, but on all of the side things, all of the fence post marks. My husband, on the other hand, is totally different. He's like, this is what I want to do, and to do that, I'm going to work backwards, so I'm totally methodical. I'm just going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then I'm at Z. Perfect. And (laughs) I would love to be that. Put up your hand if you know exactly what you want to do. God bless you. (laughs) Put up your hand if you're kind of working through it. Awesome. Okay. So regardless of where you are, your perception of who you are, of who God is, and how you perceive your goals is going to completely change the way that course happens. So with that said, think through just in your head right now, what is one major goal that I have right now? And have I had it for over a year? Why haven't I done it? We're gonna do um, just a little bit of a dream session. This is a mini version of what we do with some clients and stuff, just to get them breathing and doing and everything. But what I really want to preface before we get even into that, is as you're dreaming and as you're writing down things that you know that you wanna accomplish, think, um, you know how people say, be realistic? I I want you to be unrealistic. Money's not an option, Um, time's not an option. I don't want you to be like, oh, I've always wanted to go to Cancun, but I'll never have the money for that. I'm not writing that down. So we're going to write down all of the different things that you know that you want to do either in the next year, in the next week, in the next five years, in the next 10 years. For some of you that will just be like, I want to get married, bam, exclamation point. You know, and others of you will be like, I want to go to school and I want to get my doctorate and whatever and be super, super smart. And that's totally cool because that's exactly the way God called you to be and he placed those things in you and you need the permission to say, you know what, this dream is okay. I have the freedom to say, you know what, I really want to be a performer and it's not necessarily selfish of me to do that. God placed that in me and I'm not doing it so that I can like get all these accolades and stuff. I just think it's really cool <laughs> and super fun. And I have to embrace that that is okay. Got it? Does that make sense? So right now, grab a piece of paper on your on your uh, table there. And as you start writing, I'm just going to interject every once in a while with just some ideas. Because as you start writing, you're not going to necessarily think of, you know, 50 million things. You might think of two or three. And as I start guiding you a little bit, you'll think of more things. This is kind of like New Year's Resolutions 101. (laughs) First step, write it down. And if you need a pen, wave at Eric Waterbury. He's walking around. Okay, so I'm just going to start shooting out some ideas and if I'm interrupting you just zone me out um, I want to lose weight I want to lose 10 pounds um, I want to go to the gym more I want to learn how to play soccer I want to run a marathon I want to quit smoking I want to drink less <laughs> you guys laughing at that? <laughs> let's be realistic here we're a bunch of college people I'm sure some people here drink <laughs> I want to buy my own house. I want to get married one day or I just want to be in a good, healthy relationship. How about, I want to go to Europe. I really want to try to listen more. You say? I really want to try to listen more. <laughs> boom, boom, ching. <laughs> I really want to go back to school. I want to learn how to speak French. I want to read more books. Develop patience and inner peace. (laughs) Learn to enjoy uncertainty. (laughs) Study scriptures. Strengthen my willpower. Overcome fear of flying. Face my addiction. That can look like many different things. Get a new car. Buy my dream watch. Own a place on the beach. How about professional goals? Get a promotion, become number one, Be, build a dynamic team, develop a new product, reach $100 million in sales at WebConnects, whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, pay off credit card debt, start college funds, earn $250,000 a year, write a book, play guitar. Go skydiving, volunteer, develop patience. Go to a U two concert, always wanted to do that. I also want to do the I think it's a 5,000 mile walk in Spain. I really want to do that. Being honest. <laughs> Does everyone have a good good list there? Some people are going crazy on there and other people are like pausing like, oh, "Geez, what do I want to do? Do I have any goals?" This is just a great exercise, too, for those of you who don't know exactly which route you want to take in life. Until you figure that out, do the things that you know you love to do. So if you know that you love traveling, make sure you spend time traveling until you consider the major or whatever. Because doing the things you love gives more light into, like, the overall vocational choice that you'll have. Okay. Okay. Does anyone here know what a SMART goal is? Back to like human career development class. Anybody? SMART goals? <gasps> Do you know what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Are you brave enough to try explain? Uh, it's a strategic goal that's measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Yeah, right. So if you guys didn't hear that, it's an acronym. So it stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. So. A lot of what we end up doing just in life is we have all these goals and dreams and stuff, and we think, yeah, one day I want to go to Europe. But then you never really acknowledge them or even start making a plan to do them. And the reason, like, 90% of your New Year's resolutions fail is because you actually don't make a specific and measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely plan to walk them out in your daily life. What's the acronym again? Smart. Specific measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So in just looking over your goals that you have on your sheet right now, before we even start making a huge plan for them, I want to give you guys just like a couple minutes at your table and share like your top three when you look at them and think, okay, what are the ones that are closest to my heart and like I have the most drive for and just be a little transparent with your, with your table because what you write down will inspire someone else and they'll say, oh yeah, I forgot that. I totally want to do that too. Or hey, I've already done that. I'll tell you exactly how I did it. Okay, so take about three to four minutes and just share your table. I don't know if I'm back on. Oh, yep, here we go. Have I given you enough time to talk? Well, that's a good sign that everyone keeps on talking. I mean, that, like, you guys are having a good conversation. <laughs> um, the next step that I just want you guys to think about personally, and I won't, let, I won't make you uh, share this with your group, but if somebody feels compelled or brave enough to put up their hand and share it from themselves, let me know. But what are some of the barriers that keep you from doing these things? So why haven't you already accomplished these dreams? Yes. Okay, so she says there's a voice in her head that says that she can't do it. And you know, that's really just back to self perception. Just thinking like, I can't do this, I can't accomplish that. And um, I think that we're all guilty of that to some level. Anybody else have a different? Yeah, go ahead. Fear, the fact that I, don't, that I want to change. But I don't to be hard. Yeah, she says fear. Fear of change is going to be hard. Fear of uncertainty. That's really common. Uh, because I keep trying it and it- you guys hear that? He keeps trying, but he keeps failing. Gabe? Some of us are still on our journey Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you guys didn't hear that, he just made a really, really good point and totally like, jumps a gun. But I love you. <laughs> and just said, um, <laughs> we're all on the journey. Um, the story about Moses, if you guys haven't read it, go to Exodus and read the whole thing because he had the passion for the Hebrews. God calls him to it. He shows up. And God has to perform countless amounts of miraculous signs for Pharaoh to release the people. And like one of the things that even my husband was talking to me about the other day, I was just talking to him over dinner and just said, you know, if you had to share something about dreams and ambitions and stuff. What, what do you think is imperative? And he just said, not giving up. So much of <laughs> getting to the goal is nothing about the goal. And it's all about the journey. Just in my own life, I'll be a little transparent for a moment, is... Um, you know, like the fruits of the Spirit, peace, joy, love, kindness, all that, are really great to live in. But I find that God works on my character and changes who I am in other emotions. And it's through frustration that He really builds who I am. And it's like, you can be so upset and so disappointed, but in my frustration, God has built that to a place where I am so desperate for change. I'm so frustrated with where I am today and my mediocrity and being the same old Krista who still works at the church and is still just doing the same old thing that I'm so desperate for change and now I'm ready to take the leap where I wasn't before. And it's no longer just about, you know, getting to point B, but it's it's about right now. And I can be miserable where I am right now knowing that something needs to change, but it's until God works on my heart in that emotion and says, are you desperate for it yet? Are you going to take the step? Because I've been, I've been calling you for some time. I've been wooing you. Obviously, you've already had this desire in your heart. Are you going to take the step forward yet? Because when you're desperate for change, walking away from something doesn't feel as hard anymore. The uncertainty is no longer a factor where I am in my life right now personally, is the pain of regret of not trying completely overshadows the fear of failure, the fear of uncertainty. And I wonder how many of us are there today. <laughs> and I can tell you over the last year, it's been a, it was a really hard year in 2010, and I'm so glad that we're in a new year. But, um, you know, you kind of get... S- for me, I got really stuck in this pattern that was just miserable. It was just kind of depressing, and you know, you guys always hear Eric do the wah, wah, wah. I can't do the trumpet thing like you can, but you know what I'm talking about. The I was that person, like trying to like go to prayer meetings and be like, okay, be happy, you're a happy Christian girl, and really, you're just like this sucks, you know. <laughs> so. In that though, God is calling me and he is calling us and saying, I don't call you to that. He calls us to an abundant life. He says, I give good gifts to my children. And way too many times we put this perception on God like if, we're, if we try something, he's going to pull the rug out from underneath us and just destroy us. You know what we're doing there? We're putting the character of Satan on our God. And we're saying, our God is a killer, stealer, and destroyer. When in reality, he's our Savior, he's our Lord, he's faithful and he's kind and he gives good gifts to us. Can I get an amen? amen. Thank you. So sorry for my tangent. Now I'm totally like, where am I at my notes? But, um, oh yes, barriers. <laughs> we are talking about barriers. So when you look at your page right now and just hearing some of the other barriers that people have had, I want you to look at it and just really consider in your heart right now. What is holding me back? Because I believe when you start stepping into the things that you love, it is really the calling of God in your life, and you become the best version of yourself. You feel so alive when you're doing the things that you're good at and what you've always loved. I feel so awesome when I'm performing, or even at karaoke, I love karaoke, and I feel awesome and I just think, I am born to do this. Or when I watch like Ellen DeGeneres, and I just think, I could totally do that. I should totally be Ellen. You know, so there's stuff like that that is in your life and those passions. And when you step into that, you are going to become the person that God has always created you to be. And when you feel that kind of tug on your heart, like, this is lame, I'm still in the same old place, it's because God is prepping you for the change. If you'll allow him, and then if you'll go and say, you know what, my self-perception and my insecurities aren't going to hold me back anymore, and I'm going to believe that you're a good God and you're a big God, and you're faithful, and you're calling me to this. So, sorry, get back to your paper, look down, see what your goals are, and think through what's holding me back. The next phase to just getting us into more of a place where we're moving towards our passions and walking in those is really just making a plan. And um, marathon runners will know this. You, you start by running a little distance, and then you, the next day you run a little bit further and a little bit further. And when you actually are running a whole marathon, you're probably thinking the whole time like, OK, just got to mile one, just got to mile two. And you have these fence post goals along the way. And when you break a huge goal down into these kind of bite-size increments, It seems a lot more doable and less overwhelming. Like, you could say, um, I want to get my degree, and you think that that's totally overwhelming. But really, all you got to do right now is just enroll. And that's a great first step if you just enroll. And then you just got to show up. You know, you kind of got to think that way. And then, okay, now I just got to do my homework. So, pick a goal or a couple goals on your paper, and I want you to make an action step. And if you can, make an action step that you can complete by 11 a.m. tomorrow. Some of your goals, some of your things will be like, I want to finish school, and those things won't have like an 11 a.m. action step because you're already in the midst of that. But for those goals that you have yet to even start, there's a lot you can do by 11 a.m. tomorrow. You can make a call and ask your friend, hey, how did you get to New York because I really want to go? Or... Um, I really need to get out of debt. I'm going to call my financial advisor and see if I can rearrange how I'm making payments. The other action steps that you can have don't have to be done by 11 a.m. tomorrow. But I want you to write down a couple action steps, even up to 5 to 10, that you can accomplish in the next couple weeks, couple months, couple years, things that you can look forward to that you know that you have to get done. And if you can put a date on it, it'll make it all the more specific and it'll keep you more accountable to moving forward. I'm going to give you guys all an action stuff that you can add to your paper and just your calendar or whatever. And um, following tonight, whoever is your best friend or your spouse, you need to be sharing your passions and your dreams with them. And if you haven't felt comfortable yet to open your heart to someone, to be transparent with them, to share your utmost desires, I challenge you to be open and honest with somebody, somebody that you trust. Because it's these people who love you who will keep you on track and they'll keep you pushing in the right direction. And so you need, to, you need to talk to someone in the next week and say, this is what I really need to get accomplished. I really need to lose that 10 pounds. I've been saying this for the last three years and I've yet to even get on a treadmill. I need you to call me every Wednesday or whichever it's going to be. But you really need to share those things with somebody. And you need to start walking in what God's called you to do. I'm going to pray for you guys and then we can dismiss. I have no idea what time I'm supposed to go to. Oh, and then worship? Okay, perfect. All right, let me pray for you guys. Lord God, I just invite your spirit here right now, Lord, and I just thank you so much for everything that you're doing in us and in our lives, God. And Lord, I thank you so much that you know each one and every one of us, God, and that you knit us in the womb. You made us exactly who we are today, and you are totally aware of our flaws and our talents and abilities, God. And you paved the way for us, and you give us good gifts and good opportunities, Lord. I pray that we would be faithful to what you're giving us, that we would steward the things that you're trusting us with right now, Lord. God, I just pray that we would see ourselves the way you see us, Lord. And that you would reintroduce yourself to us and show us who you truly are if we've got you backwards, God. And Lord, help us see the world, right? I pray that you would just update our prescription and that... Um, and our perception would be healthy and would be right Lord God God I pray for all these dreams and these goals that your people have God and Lord I pray that you would breathe hope and drive to the, the dreams and the goals that have just become weary Lord God I pray that when you say go we would go and that we would beg you like Moses and say oh God send somebody else God, I pray for all of those who are just dealing with the frustration and misery and depressing parts of life where they're just in a really bad place and wanting more or wanting something different, God. And I pray that you would provide that place for them, that you would show them how to walk, that you teach them what to say, God. God, I pray that you would show us how to be who we really are, who you've made us to be. And for those of us who are confused about what we want out of life and where we're going, I pray that you would bring clarity, God, and that you'd always keep our feet on your path. And Lord, I just want to pray for those of us who have ever stepped off of the path and we feel like getting back on is just going to be so much work and we're so off track. God, I pray that you would show us your redemptive power and how you can work everything for the good. God, I thank you so much that you bring us such an abundant life.
1: And I pray that we would
0: walk in that, Lord. I pray for the friends to come around us to keep us accountable and keep us moving forward in our passions and our dreams and that they would show up in those times when we just want to throw up our hands and give up. And they would encourage us and tell us who we are again, God. God, I pray that this would be a new day, that this would be like the January 1st for us lord that all the years of our failed new year's resolutions and all those other times of failed goals and dreams god that we wouldn't worry about that today but we would know that you're calling us forward god i pray that we'd be able to focus on the goal and not get distracted with all of the components that take us there lord help us enjoy the journey lord whatever that looks like and god i do pray again for just the joy of who you are lord Let the joy of the Lord be our strength through the journey, Lord. I pray that you continue this work in us as we move forward, that we wouldn't just forget what we've gone through tonight, Lord, but that you would remind us through the week and throughout the months and that we would have people come back a year from now or even a month from now and say, look what I've done, look what I've accomplished. We just give all of our lives to you and we submit to your will, whatever that looks like. Um, In Jesus' name.